It's Wednesday, April 17th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, the Trump administration is changing its policy for people seeking asylum in the U.S. Attorney General William Barr dropped a major order that could keep refugees in detention indefinitely. We'll give you the details. Then, there was a massive manhunt for an armed woman in Colorado just days after the state passed a red flag gun law. We'll connect the dots. And finally, why TSA agents are so interested in hair. It's triggering. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Dunkin'. They have a new line of signature lattes. Blueberry Crisp, Caramel Craze, and Coca Mocha. Sound too good to be true? Sipping is believing. And so is listening. Let's do this. The most complicated story today is about asylum. Every day, thousands of people, mostly from Central America, are crossing the Mexican border into the U.S. Many say they're facing violence back home, and they're coming to the U.S. to seek asylum. President Trump has called these asylum claims bogus. It's a big, fat con job, folks. It's a big, fat con job. President Trump says that claiming asylum is just a way for immigrants to enter the U.S. and stay here illegally. And so the administration has been making it harder for people to do that. The latest crackdown came last night. Attorney General William Barr issued an order reversing a policy the president refers to as catch and release, which is part of the U.S. asylum process. We're going to get into it. What does this latest order actually do? And how does it fit into the other changes in immigration policy we've been seeing? So here's what President Trump is talking about when he talks about catch and release. When people cross the U.S.-Mexico border seeking asylum, first they're held in detention. Then they're interviewed by an asylum officer to determine whether that asylum claim is credible enough to be heard by an immigration judge. Almost 90% of the time, it is considered credible. But with so many people claiming asylum lately and not enough immigration judges to hear the cases, people with credible claims end up waiting for months or even years for an asylum hearing. While they're waiting, they're held in detention centers, but they can ask to be released on bond so they don't have to sit there until their case is heard. If the immigration judge grants the bond, the asylum seekers are allowed to leave detention while they wait. So that's the way it's been done for almost 15 years. This order by the attorney general last night gets rid of that last step, what's known as the bond hearing. But there are a couple of important caveats. This reversal is only for people who cross the border illegally, not immigrants who came in at one of the legal ports of entry on the border. Those immigrants are already not allowed to be released on bond, so it makes them the same. And this policy reversal also won't apply to families or unaccompanied minors. The Trump administration's family separation policy ended after a series of court battles last year, and it's illegal to keep kids in detention centers. So now the administration's under a court order to release families after 20 days. But last night's order would still affect thousands of asylum seekers and keep them in detention centers indefinitely. The other thing this order means is that Barr is passing the buck for taking care of asylum seekers from the Department of Justice to the Department of Homeland Security. See, the Justice Department has final say on what happens to asylum seekers in court, and they're in charge of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. But asylum seekers aren't being held in prisons. They're being detained until their immigration status has been clarified. And immigration is the job of the Department of Homeland Security. Fewer people allowed to leave on bail means more people in detention. 
and DHS says many of their facilities are already overcrowded. Attorney General Barr is telling DHS that they have 90 days to figure out how they're going to handle all those people before his order becomes official. And that's a deadline for immigrant rights advocates, too. They're trying to figure out how to stop this policy from going into effect. The ACLU already says they're suing. So what's the skim? In the U.S., this is the latest attempt by the Trump administration to curb asylum, which it claims is being abused. The administration has tried to do this a couple of ways. First, by slowing the process of seeking asylum at the border, and by making some asylum seekers wait for their hearings in Mexico. That policy is temporary. The administration and immigrant advocates are duking it out in the courts. That could take a while. And the U.S. has been on Mexico's case to do their part to tighten security at Mexico's southern border, to keep Central Americans, who represent a large number of new asylum seekers, from getting to the U.S. to begin with. So that was the big news today on our nation's borders. In Colorado, a manhunt that put schools on high alert is over. We'll tell you what happened next. There's nothing worse than the afternoon slump, except an afternoon slump without the pick-me-up. Insert Dunkin's new handcrafted signature lattes. They come in flavors like Blueberry Crisp, Caramel Craze, and Coca Mocha. Warning, they may make you take more coffee breaks than your calendar would like. Sipping is believing with Dunkin's new handcrafted signature lattes. America runs on Dunkin. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Hundreds of schools in two dozen Colorado districts were closed today. A massive manhunt was underway for a woman law enforcement called a credible threat to the community. They thought she might carry out a school shooting. This afternoon, she was found dead, apparently by suicide. The big reason police in Colorado even knew to be worried was because federal agents in the woman's home state of Florida had sent a tip that she'd made concerning comments about the Columbine school shooting. A man who identified himself as her dad told a local newspaper that she might have a mental health problem. After they got the tip, the FBI realized she'd bought a pump-action shotgun and ammunition as soon as she got to Colorado. Here's Dean Phillips, the special agent in charge of the Denver FBI office. She has expressed uh, an infatuation with uh, Columbine and the events, the shooting there that happened uh, tragically 20 years ago. And because of that, we were concerned. This whole story can really be seen as a test case for a new Colorado law that Governor Jared Polis signed just last week, the Red Flag Gun Law. That law will go into effect next year. This law will not prevent every shooting, but it can be used in a targeted way. The laws are meant to allow family members or law enforcement to petition courts, raise a red flag if they think a person is a threat to themselves or others. The judges could then temporarily take the person's guns away or issue an order that would prevent them from buying a gun in the first place. In this case, the red flags came too late to stop her from getting the gun, but soon enough to put her on the police's radar. Colorado is the 15th state to pass a red flag gun law, but it was a hot topic. More than half of Colorado's counties say they oppose the law, and many sheriffs have said they won't enforce it. Critics are worried that the law sidesteps due process, They say laws like these would restrict people's rights to keep and bear arms when they haven't even done anything illegal. But red flag laws are getting bipartisan support in other parts of the country and in D.C. 
Last month, Senator Lindsey Graham, chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, said in a hearing that the law might help them find common ground on gun reform. So I'm a big fan of the Second Amendment. I own uh, firearms and I try to be responsible in my ownership. But at the same time, every right has limits. Proponents of the law say that as it gets more attention, it could stop people like this woman in Colorado before anybody gets hurt. Some people are being stopped by airport security. And they're not happy about it. That's next. There's a new report out that TSA airport body scanners could be discriminating against people because of their hair. So what's going on here? After the notorious underwear bomber made it through security 10 years ago, the TSA spent more than $100 million on new security machines. They detect both metallic and non-metallic objects. But according to a new ProPublica report, there are false alarms. One of the big ones is for thick hair. Black women reported to ProPublica that they're often pulled aside for hair inspections after going through the machines, even if there's nothing in there. White women with curly hair say it happens to them too. But women of color are often targeted for their hair, and many say they found inspections to be intrusive and disrespectful. The ACLU filed a complaint about this five years ago, and the TSA promised to address it. But last year, the TSA got 105 complaints from passengers alleging racial discrimination in hair pat-downs, up 44% from the year before. Now, the TSA is asking the makers of the machines for help in limiting the number of these kinds of false alarms and says it's reviewing additional options for hair screening. Before we go today, we want to leave you with a story about Notre Dame. It's not really a fun fact. We all watched in horror as the roof of the Notre Dame Cathedral went up in flames. People around the world have been rallying to restore it. Here's the good news. A passion project by a late historian named Andrew Tallon could turn out to be a huge help. See, in 2015, Talon set up a laser scanning machine in 50 locations around the cathedral. The scans have over a billion data points, and he used those scans to create an extremely detailed digital replica of Notre Dame. Now, his work will help architects see almost exactly how the cathedral looked before the fire, so they can restore it. Almost a billion dollars has been raised to do that so far. Viva la Notre Dame. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll catch us tomorrow. Be sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already, and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can subscribe to our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, by texting SKIM, S-K-I-M-M, to the number 66866. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 